The Chicago White Sox were dragged to the All-Star break, losing in extra innings to the St. Louis Cardinals on Sunday, 4-3. to Being mired in mediocrity would actually be an upgrade at this point. The White Sox are 16 games under 500 and are an embarrassment. The entire White Sox organization needs an overhaul, but the biggest decisions will most likely be made regarding several players at the deadline. You are Locked On White Sox, your daily Chicago White Sox podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Sox fans, welcome back to Locked On White Sox. Thank you for making Locked On White Sox your first listen each and every day. We're free and available at all platforms. Follow us on Twitter at Lockdown Sox. Also, subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, just search Locked on White Sox. Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Uh, swing for the fences and Sleeper picks, and you could win up to 100 times your money. Download the Sleeper app and use promo code Locked On, and you'll get up to $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Hey, I'm your host, Nick Murawski, a lifelong die-hard Chicago White Sox fan recording this podcast just blocks from the ballpark in beautiful Bridgeport. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Nick underscore a GGTV Lockdown White Sox is part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, after the break, our Chicago White Sox will head to Atlanta uh, to take on the Braves. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Uh, State of the Sox. 38 and 54 at the break, eight games back in the AL Central. Embarrassing. Absolutely embarrassing. Um, obviously, nowhere near what we wanted from this White Sox team. Uh, Sox uh, not just limped, but they I think they got dragged. I mean, it wasn't even a crawl. They were just dragged somehow. Uh, to this all-star break. It, it was ugly. Sox lost two of three to the St. Louis Cardinals on the south side uh, to kind of uh, end this uh, first half, unofficial first half, actually. But, uh, you know, that's kind of how we look at it. Uh, since the rebuild uh, happened in December of 2016, uh, this right here, 2023, it's the second worst record uh, at the All-Star break, uh, second only to the 2018 season, uh, a season where the Sox were definitely built to lose 100 games, and they did lose 100 games. Uh, just White Sox are bottom uh, the barrel in, in just about everything offensively. Uh, 23rd in slugging, 27th in OPS, uh, 22nd in uh, batting average. Uh, middle of the pack in home runs, uh, but 22nd in runs, uh, 29th uh, in drawing walks, which you knew that. You didn't even need to hear that number. You just know it by watching uh, watching the games. Uh, uh, 12th uh, in striking out. Uh, it's uh, 
really ugly. I'll go over some of the pitching numbers, which are actually a kind of a highlight uh, later on in the episode. Uh, we'll go over some of the details of what happened this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Uh, but really, you know, uh, for this first segment, you know, I want to recap a, a conversation I had uh, on Saturday, Saturday evening. Uh, I went to see a, a good friend of mine, known him for very many years. It was his 40th birthday party and uh, got to meet, a, a, not meet, but run into, uh, I guess, some other friends of mine, uh, diehard White Sox fans. We don't get to see each other as much as we'd like to. Perhaps you've got that similar situation in your life and uh, you know, we're able to get together. And, and of course, the conversation went right to the White Sox. How many times has that happened for you? You you haven't seen somebody in a while, family member, friend, uh, whatever you run into them uh, at the store, you know, just out on the street. And it's like you haven't seen them to talk White Sox baseball and you go right to White Sox baseball, even though uh, what we have to talk about is is pitiful. And we went there. And, and these are guys that I have traveled all over the country with to see the White Sox in different stadiums. Uh, we, a lot of memories shared, a lot of, you know, a lot of great times. Uh, there's been some low periods. And, you know, we don't have a, a trip scheduled this season just yet. But, boy, just talking about what has been going on, even though, again, we haven't seen each other, we haven't been together for, for much uh, we've all been experienced the Sox individually, you know, in our own lives. And we, we came together and kind of uh, swapped notes and, and, and you know, uh, tried to pick apart what has been going on. And a lot of it was just head scratching. Just how, how is this so bad? How did we get here? You know, talks of, you know, what, what actually do the White Sox do well? You know, that was something that James Fegan brought up in an athletic article several months ago when the Sox were really struggling. I think it might have been during that 10-game losing streak, maybe just coming out of it. Uh, and what what do they do well? And I still don't know. I mean, pitching pitching is something that you could probably pinpoint uh, in terms of, you know, the starters, you know, logging innings, striking guys out. Uh, some of those numbers have been uh, at the top of uh, Major League Baseball. But, uh, but that's, you know, those are some few and far between. Uh, and, you know, we, we tried to peel some layers back with this team. And, it, and it, at the end, you just get to the same stuff. You get to this. How how does this team get developed? You know, and, and you forget even and the draft is going on on Sunday night. Right. It's going to continue until Tuesday. And uh, hopefully we'll have James Fox uh, on later on this week to recap the entire White Sox draft. But, you know, how they draft, how they develop and. You know, how, how, what, what their plan is for players uh, when they actually get in a White Sox uniform. What's the game plan? You know, because right now, this team, they, they do not take pitches. They do not get on base. And when they do get on base, they, they just cannot perform and execute. Uh, with, I guess with runners in scoring position, it's been probably better than you would imagine, but they just don't have as many opportunities because they're not getting on base. And the guys that you thought were going to be, uh, you know, your headliners, guys from the core that you thought were going to be carrying this team. It wasn't just going to be one like Luis Robert Jr. It was going to be several. And they weren't just going to have hot flashes like Jake Berger did, you know, or, or Mankata at the beginning of the season. And then where has he been? You know, I don't know when we're going to see that guy. Uh, Yaz has had his moments with the bat, but power numbers have been weak. And I don't, just don't think he can carry the load behind the plate. Uh, you know, the way he wants to, especially uh, for the entire season. Tim Anderson, uh, 
I mean, lost, just absolutely lost. Uh, what can you really say? I mean, you can you can speculate. You know, there's some personal stuff going on yeah, that's weighed on him. I don't know why. I do not know why he is still hitting second in this lineup. Why is there still a spotlight on him? It took forever for Grafol, a first-time manager, to admit that, yeah, he should probably be moved out of the top spot, but he moved him to the second spot. And that has not uh, done well at all for Tim Anderson or for this team. Uh, he's got to be moved down. And that brings me up to, to Grafol. And, and, you know, what did we expect from Pedro Grafol? This is Han's guy, uh, first-time MLB manager, coming from the Kansas City Royals organization. Yes, they had that World Series, um, what was it, uh, eight years ago, seven years ago, uh, you know, and, and Han grinning uh, from ear to ear when that hire was made. Uh, and I drank the Kool-Aid. Everything that Grafol said, this was going to be different. There was finally going to be some change. A guy from outside the organization was brought in. He's going to surround himself with smart people that are going to change the way this game is played, and hopefully the players will buy into it. Whether they've bought into it or not, I still don't know. The results are just not there. Maybe they did buy into it. Maybe they did say, yeah, maybe this first-time manager from the Royals organization might know what he's doing, or the hitting coach Castro or bench coach Montoya or whatever it may be. Maybe they did buy into it, but they just can't execute. Andrew Vaughn expected better from you. Uh, on and on and on. Uh, here we are getting excited about Zach Remillard and what he means to this team. Uh, it, it's laughable. So at this conversation, at this gathering with some friends of mine that I've known, again, for well over a dozen, maybe 15 years, and we've experienced a lot of White Sox moments, uh, it, it comes to that, uh, that sad reality of this organization is not going to take the appropriate steps forward uh, unless there is a, a complete ownership change in, in, in whatever capacity that has to happen. And I don't know when that's going to ever happen. Obviously, Han and Kenny Williams need to go. They need to go. They needed to go a while ago. Uh, and I don't know if that's going to happen. Maybe Rick Hahn will go and, and Kenny Williams will stay. I don't know if it's going to be both, but there absolutely needs to be change there. But will Jerry Reinsdorf just put in guys that, you know, will uh, appease Jerry Reinsdorf in the way he wants to do things? Uh, th that's the th that's the sad reality that we ended up getting to. It was a wonderful conversation. It was good to just vent. But when we settled upon that towards the end, it was just like, you know, when did the Bears start? Uh, ultimately, uh, I saw something from Sylvie, you know, on, on Twitter uh, after Sunday's loss. And, you know, he went on this whole thing saying, you know, uh, appropriate stuff that, uh, look, uh, you know, Ha needs to go. Williams needs to go. And then and then Sylvie mentioned uh, maybe Jerry Reinsdorf needs to go out and get Theo Epstein to run this team. And I'm like, you know, may, I guess that's low hanging fruit, but you got to remember, I don't think Jerry Reinsdorf wants people in the building that have smart baseball backgrounds that are going to buck the system and tell Jerry Reinsdorf, Hey, this is how things go in successful organizations. You need to change all of this stuff. We need to, we need to gut this entire organization. You know, you need new departments doing this, doing that. We need eyes on, you know, I don't think Jerry wants to deal with that. He doesn't want competing views. He doesn't want someone telling him how to go about his business. 
He's comfortable with Han and Williams. And unfortunately, that's how it's going to remain uh, for the foreseeable future. White Sox lost a series uh, to the St. Louis Cardinals. Yes, the St. Louis Cardinals. Uh, the uh, you know offense continued to be an issue most of the weekend. But Giolito and Tuque Toussaint, hey, they pitched pretty well. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. Today's episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. Uh, sometimes in life, we're faced with tough choices, and the path forward isn't always clear. Whether you're dealing with decisions around career, relationships, or anything else, therapy helps you stay connected to what you really want while you navigate life so you can move forward with confidence and excitement. Trusting yourself to make decisions that align with your values is like anything. The more you practice it, the easier it gets. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get therapy, uh, get therapy and let it be your map with BetterHelp. Uh, visit betterhelp.com uh, slash lockdown MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H E L P.com slash lockdown MLB. The White Sox face off against the Atlanta Braves on Friday uh, after the All Star break. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with Sirius XM. On the SXM app, search White Sox. So we'll uh, we'll start here on Sunday. The most recent game, Sox fell to the Cardinals 4-3 uh, in extras in 10 innings. And boy, uh, you just knew it was going to happen, right? When the Sox went to extras, you just knew it. Uh, and again, the Cardinals only scored one run in extras, but still, the White Sox can't figure it out. Scott Merkin uh uh, tweeted out that the White Sox are tied for the most extra inning losses and walk-off losses in the majors this season. Again, something that, okay, that's surprising maybe when you see it in black and white like that. But when you think about it, you're like, nah, I kind of could have guessed that by watching uh, as many games. Uh, it has felt like that. Uh, this is Lucas Giolito. He was your starter on Sunday. This is a Giolito post game on the White Sox. Uh, it's been rough. Uh, haven't been able to really fire on all cylinders. A lot of close losses, which hurt. Uh, but I have faith with a few adjustments. Uh, we can make a good run in the second half. Uh, we'd have to get really hot. Uh, that's what it would take. If we were in another division, it would pretty much be over. That's kind of like the thing you hang your hat on. So if that's really the team's uh, mentality of, you know what? Hey, uh, we're in the central. So, you know, if we just kind of hang around and play the way we've been playing, everybody else is going to probably play the way they've been playing. And we might, you know, be able to uh, win this thing uh, at the end of the day. I mean, what a ridiculous, uh, you know, it's, it's the obvious thing. He's, he's not lying, but what a ridiculous thing to hang your hat on. Um, it, it's a sad state of affairs uh, uh, talking about again, this run, like, you know, we just need a few things to go right. They've been saying that for a while now, even last year. Uh, we just need, you know, things could just go our way, a couple some luck, you know, guys get healthy, guys just get on a, a you know, on a streak. It's, it's just not happening. We've seen enough. We've got a big enough sample size. Uh, this is Gio on his future. 
I'm going to enjoy this break and get away from the game a little bit. And then whatever happens, happens. I made it clear. I want to be here. Uh, he made it clear. And then the White Sox were like, yeah, uh, but that's not how we deal with starting pitching. Uh, we don't prioritize starting pitching and we're not going to do it here. I just don't see that happening. Uh, hey, if they offered them a con, if they offered Gio a contract extension, fine by me, you know, somebody to have around uh, in the starting five, which is looking pretty weak uh, if you head into next year. But it's just not how the Sacks have done their business. Maybe they'll change, but why would they right now? Uh, so again, Giolito is the guy you're watching. Uh, Gio's line on Sunday seven innings, two hits, two earned runs, uh, three walks, five strikeouts, did have a home run. Uh, his ERA 3.45, he threw 90 pitches. It was Santos, Graveman, and Middleton after him. And Graveman with his one inning, one hit, and one run uh, was the problem. But uh, the offense, too, obviously uh, had a huge uh, part in that. Uh, Zach Remillard, uh, folk hero, chose to bunt in the 10th inning with the ghost runner at second. That was a choice, uh, and it was his choice. This is what Grafol said. Remillard has always got the option to bunt. That's part of his game. He's a really good bunter. That's probably a way he chose to do that. Uh, but he's good at it, so I don't fault him one bit. That's part of his game. That's one way to stay out of a double play. He just bunted it a little too hard to Goldschmidt, who was holding the runner on. That wasn't the game. Actually, it's not a bad idea. Uh, Sacks offense, three runs, five hits, a double by Robert. Sacks struck out 15 times uh, and drew two walks, uh, two for eight with runners in scoring position. Uh, Saturday, another rough one. Wow. Uh, Sacks fell to the Cardinals, three nothing. Uh, it was the Tuki Toussaint game, or the Tuki Toussaint era continued. Uh, Toussaint's line on Sunday, five innings, five hits, two runs, one walk, five strikeouts. A 3.86 ERA. Will he be stretched out? Uh, will he be retained and maybe plugged into the starting rotation next year, depending on what happens to Giolito and Lynn? Uh, we'll see. Uh, but I have enjoyed what I've seen from Tuki Toussaint. Uh, it was Bummer, Lopez, and Banks after that. Uh, unfortunately for the Sox, uh, Scott Merkin wrote uh, in Toussaint, there wasn't much offense on Saturday, of course. Uh, four White Sox pitchers combined to strike out 14 uh, with five coming from Toussaint. But the White Sox dropped to 0 and 9 this season in games where they recorded 14 plus strikeouts. I, uh, I've seen that stat. Uh, my jaw dropped when I saw it. I just I can't wrap my brain around that, how that happens. Uh, 0 and 9 this season in games when they're uh, when they've recorded 14 plus strikeouts. Uh, we missed a few pitches that we probably should have hit. Uh, we chased a little bit. We've got to get back to the drawing board and continue to work. Uh, they'll have some time for that. Uh, we've got to make sure we stay in the strike zone, Griffol said. Uh, we had a ton of ground balls, too, which is what we're trying not to do. We're trying to elevate the baseball. Sometimes it's on us, and sometimes uh, the other guy on the other side did a good job. I'll re-watch that and see what we've got. Uh, good luck re-watching that. That is a tough one. But the same stuff <laughs> continues to happen. We've been hearing Grafol say this uh, for a while now, going back to April. Uh, as we sit here at the break, Sox are 29th and on base percentage. Go back to April 21st from an athletic article by James Feagan. This was what Grafol said 
uh, about this, you know, struggling to get on base. Uh, can it change? Yes, it can. Uh, Grafol said when asked if the aggressive plate approaches are intractable. Uh, is it a quick change? No, it's not. Uh, is it a lot of work? Yes, because it's not just physical. There's a lot of mental to that, and there's a lot of belief in that. You've got to really believe that you can take borderline pitches that you probably uh, can put in play. But what kind of damage are you going to do if you put them in play? So it takes some time. Again, that was back on April 21st. Here we are. What has changed? What is what is absolutely there's damage being done uh, and it's to the record and it's to everything else. Uh, but they haven't learned anything. I mean, maybe Robert has changed and his maybe personal hitting coach or whatever's going on there. That has definitely changed. But the rest of the, the team as a whole have not. Uh, White Sox offense on Saturday, zero runs, seven hits, zero extra base hits, struck out nine times without drawing a walk, uh, 0 for 4 with runners in scoring position. Uh, that was also Saturday was the Luis Robert Jr. bobblehead day. Not a bad bobblehead to add your collection uh, either with the Southside jersey on. Uh, Friday was your uh, bright spot. Uh, Sox beat the Cardinals 8-7. What a back and forth game. Uh, after erasing a 5-0 deficit, tying the game 7-7, an, all, an all-star outfielder, Luis Robert Jr.'s home run in the seventh and going ahead for good when uh, Cardinals' Chris Stratton walked in the game winner uh, that same inning. The Sox have played 500 balls since a grisly 7-21 start. Uh, that was James Fegan writing in the Chicago Sun-Times. Good to see him back in action uh, he's had a couple pieces, but uh, good to see his name on that one. Uh, love what he does, and uh, good to have him back writing. Uh, it's been a challenge. Uh, faith has got me through it, and go, it's going to continue to get me through it, uh, Pedro Grafol said after Friday's win. Uh, Dylan Cease was your starter. His line, six innings, 11 hits, five earned runs, uh, zero walks, eight strikeouts. His ERA, 4.5. Uh, 3-0. Cease after the game. Uh, at the end of the day, wins and losses are the only thing that matter. And obviously, we've come up short in that category. Uh, we fought really hard and we're always in it. It's just that we haven't pulled enough of them out. Uh, that's a great, just like a stereotypical quote. That's a wonderful one to just always go to. We just haven't pulled enough of them out or we haven't pulled everything together at the same time. Uh, again, the same things are being said, recycled over and over. But really, what can you say? Sacks offense on Saturday, or I'm sorry, on Friday, eight runs, nine hits, three doubles, Remillard, Vaughn, Berger, and then home runs from Berger and Luis Robert Jr., who hit his 26th. Uh, Michael Kopech weighed in on things uh, after Friday's victory. Uh, you can look around and see the talent that's going to be here. There are some guys that may not be here with us, but we know that right now they are helping us. The collective group we've had here, I think we all know what we're capable of. A good, Another good thing to say, what we're capable of. Unfortunately, we haven't lived up to those expectations that we hold ourselves to. Uh, yes, haven't lived up to those expectations. Uh, White Sox, uh, the White Sox whisperer, Bob Nightingale, uh, had some things to say uh, and get ready for Luis Robert Jr. hitting bombs in Seattle. Uh, more on that uh, in a moment. 
Today's episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Want to win 100 times your money on daily fantasy baseball? Uh, Sleeper is now offering up to a 100-time payout uh, or up to eight quick pick contests. Uh, Choose as many as eight players that you like and pick Uh, More or less on your favorite baseball stats like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKEDON and Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. Predict the hottest baseball stats like home runs, hits, strikeouts, and much more to cash in on your daily fantasy baseball skills. Use promo code LOCKEDON and Sleeper will match your first deposit up to $100. Swing for the fences with promo code uh, locked on and sign up. Uh, get that deposit match up to $100 playing Sleeper. The trading game uh, and some news and notes here as we wrap things up. Uh, this was from Bob Nightingale's Sunday article in the USA Today. Uh, the Texas Rangers of all teams have shown interest in the White Sox veteran starter Lance Lynn, who struck out a franchise record 16 batters and 11 batters in uh, two of his last four starts, Lynn is earning $18.5 million this year with an $18.5 million club option or $1 million buyout in 2024. Teams uh, who have been inquired uh, say the White Sox continue to have a high asking price uh, for Lance Lynn. Uh, also, Nightingale said uh, general managers believe the top available starters at the trade deadline will be uh, Marcus Stroman. Lucas Giolito, James Paxton, Jordan Montgomery, who we just saw with the Cardinals, uh, Jack Flaherty with the Cardinals, another familiar name, uh, Lance Lynn, of course, Eduardo uh, Rodriguez with the Tigers, Michael Lorenzen, Tigers, and Paul Blackburn, uh, Oakland Athletics. So exciting stuff on Monday. Uh, We've got the home run derby, your bright spot spot for this uh, uh, all-star game weekend. Luis Robert, that number one seed, taking on Adley Rushman, an eight seed. I like Robert's chances. I really do. He's got an easy swing, and that ball explodes. My worry for Luis Robert Jr. is that he's a first-time participant. And I think with the way things go with this uh, with this tournament, this bracket-style tournament here, it's a pacing issue. You need to know when to take your timeouts. And you know he's going to be so excited and so amped. He's going to want to put on a show do everything he possibly can while he has an opportunity in round one. Uh, but it, it really, I think you have to, and uh, hopefully he's inquired with some all other participants and, and got some strategies, uh, but man, it's a physical thing. You've got to definitely uh, conserve your energy and, and pace yourself. Uh, but that's tough to do when you're so amped up and you just want to mash and, and, and put on a show when you have the opportunity. So excited to see that Frank Thomas, uh, only white Sox player, Uh, to win the home run derby that was back in 1995 uh, ballpark uh, in Arlington out in Texas there Uh, also the uh, major league uh, baseball draft is going on Uh, Sacks at the 15th pick Uh, James Fox from future Sacks will join the podcast later uh, this week hopefully to recap everything that the white Sacks did Uh, thanks so much for making this podcast part of your daily routine you can find the lockdown white sax podcast absolutely everywhere you find your podcast Uh, we're on twitter at lockdown socks you can find me on twitter at nick underscore 
GGTV. Hey, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Uh, get any questions or comments you have uh, into LockedOnSocks at gmail.com. I think we probably can get in a mailbag episode during this break as well. Sox take on the Atlanta Braves on Friday. Catch every pitch of the White Sox hometown broadcast with SiriusXM on the SXM app. Search White Sox. Thanks for making Lockdown White Sox your first listen every day. And hey, everydayers, you know who you are. I do appreciate it on the next episode. I'll recap Luis Robert Jr. in the Home Run Derby and talk a little MLB draft. Appreciate you making time for the Lockdown White Sox podcast. I'm Nick Murawski. Until next time. Go Sacks.